Welcome to the Exploring Awareness Podcast. Join Dr. Frank Anderson and Lisa Berry in exploring new ways to live in this chaotic world and find peace and joy in the most unlikely places. This is the Exploring Awareness Podcast. I'm Lisa Berry here with Dr. Frank Anderson in for another interesting conversation about awareness. Hi, Frank. Good to be with you again. Lisa, it's great to be back with you again to look at more aspects of awareness. We keep talking about awareness all the time. And I'm aware how much I keep hearing about awareness and so grateful for these conversations because I know what people are talking about. I mean, it's all the time people are mentioning awareness, awareness, and they kind of mention it in passing. And a part of me thinks, do you really realize what you're saying? Because I do know because of all these podcast episodes that we've been doing, awareness of so many different things and what awareness means and awareness of awareness. That's how you like it, right? I do like awareness of awareness because awareness can sometimes seem like a thought. You know, I was watching a movie last night with Ram Dass, and I know you like Ram Dass. I love Ram Dass. And Ram Dass talks a lot about awareness. Yeah. He was so happy. The man mm. had coke. He, you know, was near the end of his life. And he's just laughing at everything. And this guy was interviewing him, talking about his problems. And Ram Dass says, ha, 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 yeah, those things will happen. And it just, you know, occurred mm. to me that these type of conversations can focus on different things. And we've spent a lot of time talking about awareness of thoughts and emotions and difficult thoughts and difficult emotions. And sometimes it, it sounds a little bit like a downer, you know, it's like all this pain that we're dealing with. Right, right. I thought it might be fun because in the last few episodes, we've had this um, emerging theme of a big fun journey. Yes. And I wanted to talk about enjoying awareness and what would, what does that mean? And how can we talk about this? Let's say, perspective that emerges of freedom and ease and mm. lightness, uh, lightheartedness. We've talked about an open-heartedness too. I love that word. Let's imagine a, a perspective that could you know, emerge from our practice after all the pain has been looked at and all the conditioning has been kind of transformed, this this living with ease and living with a sense of freedom and joy and i want to talk about it introduce it and you know get your reaction to that and uh see where it goes first of all i always say that i can find humor in pretty much every situation i mean uh, this last year has been kind of rough i haven't been yucking it up much during a, a global health crisis and a pandemic but i still think that's part of my essence is humor and i think that's one of the first things that I, I liked about you i mean you you are so much but you would laugh at things and i love that you know you you have to laugh or you don't have i'm not ordering you to laugh but i mean the ability to laugh at a lot of different things can really transform your life so yeah i and lighthearted and laughter and ease but here's my question i think i know some people who don't want to live life that way so do you have to be open to it to begin with Oh, you mean like curmudgeons? 
or people who get energized by having a problem. Yeah. If they don't have something to solve, there's not a problem to solve or something to fix. They don't know what to do with themselves. So, right. There's, there's folks out there like that. And um, those are people that are having pain and um, habit energy and things like that. And uh, all of that can be transformed with what we're talking about. Believe it or not, it's possible for everyone to uh, have some awareness into how they tick, you know, that first thing. And then when you're aware that you're aware of these things, remember how we talked about that core of peace and love and joy and generosity? Can some old curmudgeon wake up and realize that they're actually all of that? And I would say, yes, it's possible for anybody at any stage of their life, for every single human being, no matter what your situation is. And that's what I want to imagine. Even if you don't think it's possible, what about... Just pretend like it could be possible. Mm. You know, get a glimpse of that. Life is not those conditions and those things that have happened to you that are stuck in your brain and stuck in your kind of instincts. It might seem like it. You might actually like it because you're safer that way. And there's a, have you heard that word cold comfort? No. No, I'm surprised you haven't heard that word, cold comfort. Yeah, does that, you know, does that resonate with you? This idea that there's a cold comfort. It's like a comfort in this pain because you kind of know it so well. Cold comfort. Yeah, I think that's what I was saying before. Some people look at life like it's a problem to be solved. And it's like I think what you're saying, tell me if I'm correct, that cold comfort means that you're comforted by things being cold or wrong. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Something you have some control over that. Mm. So what we're talking about this uh this exploring awareness and using meditation techniques, we're talking about like a lot of unknowns. I think you've even mentioned this on the podcast, you know, what happens, you know, what's going to, what happens if I let go of all of these things or, you know, I don't like the word let go either. I like fall off, but what happens if all this identity falls off? What if I'm free? (laughs) What would that mean? It could be scary. This unknown, I would like to say, explore and, and, and step into that sense of freedom and journey and exploration and and a sense of joy you know, you feel it i got that feeling from ram das is like anything could happen but he is living in the present moment and he is just enjoying every minute even if there's pain even if there's uncertainty for his future he's got that sense of of inner joy it's not something that he thought up and how did he get that I mean, he had a long life of spiritual practice and uh, he's uh, well known for using psychedelics and I am not advocating for that at all. He gave that up, you know, when he learned that psychedelics were just causing chemical changes in his brain. And as soon as they wore off, he was back to his old 
suffering self. It's only when he was meditating um, for many years and going through many challenges with that as well that he could finally connect to his core of joy that had nothing to do with uh, any substances or anything he could think up or analyze. He just, the joy of being took over for him. And the joy of being is in everybody and it's a possibility for all of us. The joy of being, that's, that's, what, that's what it is. That's our next pillow. We don't usually get to it near until near the end, but seriously, <laughs> the joy of being. Yes. And I love how Ram Dass always says, love everybody and love everything. If you just apply love to everybody and everything. And I know that it's easy to sit here and say, but if, whether you're zoomed in close to it or looking at it from far away, it's still a thought to think about love, everybody, love everything. But you can't make yourself do it. Nope. There are some people that you're just not going to love on mm. a mental place, on right. a thinking place. I, it's pretty easy not to love criminals. Um, right. It's easy not to love people that don't believe the same way that you do. I mean, it's easy not to do that. And when, you're, when your mind is constructing these things that want to protect you, you know, want mm. to save your tribe, want to... Um, have power over other people, you know, and that's what minds do. Parts of our brain that were functioning to allow our ape ancestors to live relied on that. I mean, it is hardwired in us to do those kind of things. Can you imagine? Just think. Think of not just your family, but, but think evolutionarily why you're here. You're here because all the ancestors that you have pre-human ancestors were the best at survival which meant they were the sneakiest the strongest the, the, the most aggressive you know this is how we're here we are the result of millions of years of successful evolution we have an opportunity to be aware of that you know, it's so unique, isn't it? We know. And by listening to this podcast, now you know, you can have a perspective on why you act the way you are. That's called awareness. If you're aware of what makes you tick, then you become aware that you're aware. It puts you in a whole different place. It puts you in the human place remember humans homo sapiens sapiens mm -hmm. the ape it's aware that it's aware now, do you get that sense instead of the struggle you're aware of the whole thing and in the present moment you are safe you are here all that stuff is in the past it's conditioning and you kind of wake up from that whole story the Buddhists like to call it delusion, you know, all of that thinking that's making you suffer. And so by acknowledging that you have all of these issues, I mean, that's just the way life is. How about being aware that you're used to things being wrong and that almost brings you comfort looking for a problem or 
I think that was what you were saying a few minutes ago. And, and if you're aware that you're used to being clenched and tight and in, in reactive mode, and that's more familiar to you than being lighthearted. And then once you become aware of that, like you said, what makes you tick? Once you become aware of that, you can let it go and have that ease that you're talking about. Yeah. Once you become aware of it, and you do have to make that decision, or at least to somehow be dissatisfied with the suffering, you know, mm. and, and I'm not sure everyone is there. And there does have to be that something has to happen. You know, some people get into spiritual practice or meditation practice because they want to be enlightened. They may not have so many problems. Other people are like at their wits end, there's nothing right. left, you know, yeah. sometimes the depression and people with mental illness, it's like, they're just, um, uh, mental, you know, not all mental illnesses, but you know, depression and anxiety. And it's like, I am sick of this, you know, yeah, right. I want something different and I don't know what it is. And you just come to this practice at rock bottom. And that's actually a great time to start this kind of practice right. because it's like, ah, there's a glimpse here that there might be something different. Yeah. We've talked before, and again, the, the the pains and traumas in people's lives might require some some help, you know, talking through it and getting some some other understanding of it. But so I I don't want to say this is replacing any kind of you know mental health treatments, whether it be medications or, or therapy. That's between you and your and your provider. Outside of saying this is for for mental health. There are people that come to this practice and it becomes a tool they can use. And there is evidence about kind of mindfulness and depression, but the tool to shift the perspective. And there is, I love that idea of waking up and, you know, you're hearing that more and more these days, uh, waking up from these ideas that uh, we've had in the past that don't serve us. I, I love that we're seeing that out in the world now with um, uh, race and gender and social status and all of these things. There's so many kind of fixed beliefs that don't make any sense. And people are kind of waking up to the fact that all of that is programmed by history and wrong ideas, right? And so that you see that culturally and you can do that personally as well. For me, it was a keen sense that life can change in a moment. And when you really look at it, I mean, you're a physician, you had to train on the human body. Isn't it a miracle the way the human body works? The blood vessels and the cells and everything that, that the organs and to me, the fact that that all functions together that keeps us a living, walking, breathing people, I don't take that for granted. So that gives me the sense that I don't, don't want to waste my time suffering. I don't want to waste my time looking for the problem. And I look at life as a gift and I look at that we're here to share our gifts. And so that's what put me in the position. And I'm not saying I'm always looking at it that way. I have my moments, but I think awareness helps me step back and awareness of, of how I'm feeling or reacting versus responding helps me get to that place of ease. And, and 
I know you don't like to say letting it go, but letting it fall off. And you're thinking, and then I stop and go, what am I, what's I doing? What, why yeah. am I getting all worked up about that? What am I doing? I'm not, I don't want to waste my time. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then, um, you know, the more that you work with this type of practice, the more you can kind of laugh at adversity. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, um, how, how are you going to move around in the world, right? And so let's say somebody unplugs your computer accidentally. You know, it's like, you're going to get mad at them and, and, and scold them and, get, and yell at them. I was like, oh, did you realize you unplugged the computer? It's like, uh, no. It's like, okay, plug it back in and go. You know, it's like, right. there's a different way to move around. That, that just happened to me <laughs> uh, right before we were recording, as you remember. It's like, um, it's, it's such a pleasure. Now, that's a response, I think, instead of a reaction. And, the, right. and, and that response is just natural. If you force yourself to be nice, <laughs> that can make it worse for you. Why? If, if, like, what do you mean? Well, like, you know, if you don't want to be nice, it's like if you force it, that can be very frustrating for you. I think that if you have a reaction and notice it, you know, and I think we've talked about this before, sometimes you may not realize you did it until a week later. Hmm. And then next time you might realize it a couple of days later, and then you might realize it 30 minutes later. And then pretty soon it just becomes spontaneous and you don't do it. So, I mean, you, you can force yourself, but that just might make things more frustrating for you. I'm talking about a natural emergence of a kind of accepting and, and an ease with life, you know, especially for, for things that you might react to. Now, I am not saying that you should be passive or belly up or in some way let bad things happen without addressing them. Because there's a kind of a term called spiritual bypassing where people can kind of let themselves be taken advantage of or uh, explain away things that they actually need to work on. Now, this practice, allowing you to connect to your core, you know, has a moral, ethical implication that we treat each other with respect, you know, that we treat each other with love, and that we all present ourselves as equals. And so there's, there's, no, um, there's no sacrifice here. There's only an enhancement you know, of your presence in the world. That's how I think it would be. So when we see mindfulness being used for workers to become more efficient, that is not what mindfulness is about. Mindfulness ought to help workers realize that they are in a difficult work environment and that they are empowered to get that changed. I don't like when mindfulness is used to soothe people in difficult situations that they've been put in in the first place that they never should have been put in in the first place. Does that make sense? Well, like what kind of situation do you mean? Well, I think that um, let's, I was just um, part of this discussion recently 
talking about teaching doctors mindfulness. Now, these days, doctors are in a really difficult situation. The electronic medical record, a shortage of doctors, lots of sick people. If you want to teach doctors mindfulness so that they can roll over and accept these things easier, that's not a good reason to teach mindfulness. Mindfulness can help a doctor and other people, you know, stay in the present moment and do what needs to get done. But, you know, the other systemic changes need to be made so that this burnout doesn't happen in the first place. So, you know, you can't just use mindfulness to gloss over mistakes. It's not a Band-Aid just to it's, put over. No, it's not. Yeah. A, it's not a Band-Aid. And that's a that's a misuse of, of this whole practice. So that's mm. why I would call that kind of a spiritual bypassing. It's used to empower your most authentic self. Now, it will allow you to move around in ease. And then you can say, you know what, this is this is not right. And we've got to fix it. And you do that in a response way instead of a reaction way. Sometimes I feel like there's a lot of walking wounded people in the world, including myself. And that, and that has a lot to do with our conditioning, the way we're brought up and the things that we had to deal with. And how, how can we overcome that to get to this place of ease? How can we enjoy awareness? Conditioning is really what I'm talking about focusing on. Or how does our conditioning impact our ability to enjoy awareness or not enjoy awareness? Yeah, so enjoy awareness comes from living in the present moment as it is. When you're living in a world where you want the past to be different and you want the future to be different, that is where these habits and conditioning cause that unease. So, you know, you say you've, you've talked on the podcast before about things in the past that have given you, given you problem and have set up certain habits for you in your life and certain ways of reaction and having expectations. And if they're not met, then you kind of go into the mode that you were in before and it just makes you feel bad again right and so what if this practice like allowed you to wake up to all of that it's like ah oh, i see how all this is working i'm aware of it but the part of me that is aware has nothing to do with that hmm. part of me that is aware is in the present moment all that is in the past. The past is gone. I get to choose how I move forward. I'll be really, really honest here. I, and I get mad at myself that I let myself not be aware, that I let myself get caught up in the past or worrying about the future. And then I'm like, ah, and then I have to catch myself. Like I wasn't being aware. And then I guess that's where self-compassion comes in. When I think, all right, this is a learning process. You, at least you caught it now and you're moving on to ease, but just uh, it makes me mad at myself that I let myself get caught up in non-awareness sometimes. See, and that's, that's, that's because you're a human. Hmm. And that is exactly what happens as part of this process. 
then you become aware that you just judged yourself. <laughs> right? I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> right? And it's like, oh, that's another habit. I judge myself all the time. Right? And so you know how you're operating. And, you know, next time it may happen again and you have compassion for yourself, it's going to, it kind of start, starts to drop off. And I'm not going to tell you, don't judge yourself. But you will find yourself, and I think you've already experienced this. Well, was this a process for you? Is this how it worked out for you? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I'm, you know, I'm not perfect at it, e at it either. But you know, just recently, some big decisions for me and circumstances have uh, been challenging, and you know, there's just a sense of ease that has come with a with it and from, from looking at it and being aware of it and, and going with it. It's delightful. It's wonderful. Instead of obsessing and obsessing and obsessing, you know, there's, there's right. two ways to go about it. You want to obsess forever or you want to hmm. go with the flow. And that's, that's another kind of cool thing, the flow state. And you've heard about the flow state with athletes and, writers and things like that it's a it's going with the flow and i'm not saying give up anything it's just enjoy the flow enjoy the moment and there is that sense of the joy that has no opposite the joy that has no opposite can you just feel into that as a possibility the opposite of happiness is sadness but is there a joy of being that has no opposite? And can you feel into that and experience that as kind of a universal energy that you can be a part of? You ever become aware that, hey, I'm in the flow and things are just going my way and I'm moving forward and I'm in the flow. And is that like a, an experience that you can have that like almost like a physical, emotional experience? Well, totally. It's a, it's an, ex, it's, it's something that happens spontaneously from presence, not something you, you can make happen. Once you kind of enter into that place where all those other things have fallen off. You're in the flow state. You are in at ease. You are in joy and love and in the present moment. And I'm sure we've all experienced that in one way or another. And I'm saying that you can live your whole life that way by having that as an intention and working through with these exploring awareness and, and mindfulness techniques, being patient with yourself, being compassionate with yourself and see what happens. And it, is that a difficult process or should it be easy? <laughs> I know I'm judging it and asking questions and I don't know. I just think people listening might be thinking, well, easy for you to say again. And life is hard and you don't know my struggles. And I think what I'm hearing you say is, yeah, you're not discounting that, but there is another way to let all that go and look for the, the joy and the ease that is part of 
part of well, you. It's, you know, is it a difficult process? Is, is what you're going through difficult now? So is that a question of whether or not you should do it or not? Um, the process can be somewhat disruptive because you are kind of moving into a new sense of who you are. Ah. Right. And that right. is hard, right? If you've got cold comfort, <laughs> right. Uh, leaving cold comfort, leaving your cave uh, can be scary and, um, and hard. And, but you can leave the cave. You can leave the smallness. You can leave the, the, the habit energy. And, uh, you know, you step out of the cave a little bit at a time, but then all of a sudden, you know, you just see the mountains and the blue sky and uh, you're free, you know, you're free. And so the difficulty is forgotten. <laughs> the, um, uh, the, the struggle and the journey is, uh, a lot of it is behind you. Life is always going to provide struggles, but the, but how you move around in the world can be very different. And, and might it be difficult? Maybe, but so what? I like how you say a new sense of who you are. That's a great way to look at it. And as much as I feel like I am more in the flow and we've talked about this for hours and I know it, sometimes I forget, I'm just going to be honest. So people listening might think, oh, that sounds like a perfect place and I'll never get there. Well, you, you can, and, and I've been there and then sometimes I forget. And I go back to my old ways or my conditioning, which was always something was always wrong. That's, that's how I was raised. And that's why I made a, a conscious decision not to live that way. I, that's no way to live. That's not a joyful way to be. And so this is why I have these conversations and this is how I want to look at life. But I'm just saying sometimes I do forget. And then I go back to my old ways and then I kind of snap out of it. Yeah, that's right. I know right. it well, feels much more better to, to be in the flow and to let it go. And, and let's not forget that it's not about the destination. Mm, um, and exactly. I, know, I know you like to use the word benefits. It's not about <laughs> the benefits or the destination. It really is. And you hear this all the time. It's about the journey. Enjoying the journey. And, and the journey is going to be, your, your whole life is going to be a journey until right. you're no longer living. And uh, even Ram Dass has bad days. So these people that have experienced these sense of joy and ease, the percentage of time they experience joy and ease is going to be higher, right? Um, when they've done this work than people who, are, who haven't. And that's just a fact. Um, if you experience joy and ease 0% of your day, there's ways to get 10% of your day or 20 or 30 or, or more, you know? And so it's the journey. And as you move along on this journey, you, you look back and you say, wow, you know, life seems easier. Life seems more, there's more freedom. There's more joy. There's more connection to people there's more energy around things there's less darkness and difficulty and mm. i mean i think you've talked about that before too there's just the things that that you thought were important really aren't that important and the things that become important <laughs> become really important mm. 
I know that love is important for you. And so that authentic expression of love can be very important. And, and that turns into, you know, concerns and about injustices and inequality and, and concerns for connection with everyone. So it's a, it's a, it's a subtle shift that you look back in the rearview mirror and say, wow, there's, there's been some real changes over the last year. Have you experienced that over the last year? Well, yeah, a couple of things is like you hear that you attract what you are. So if you are a negative, angry, unhappy person, that's going to be the energy of you. And that's going to be the energy of your life versus, you know, letting go and being aware and, getting in the flow that that's what I, that's what I want. You know, I don't want to say that's what I strive for. That's not the benefit I'm looking for. That's how I want to be. I just want to be, and I want to be those things. I mean, I feel like it's a choice. I mean, some things happen and there's nothing you can do about it. I, I, I get that. Right. But other times things happen and it's how you respond or react to it and how aware you are of you know we one of the biggest things you've taught me is about stories we make up these stories and then you get all worked up and you think it's this means that and why do they say and that's just a story you're telling yourself and when you let go of the story and you become aware it's just brings some freedom and ease yeah kind of again the word waking up from the story Mm-hmm. waking up from the dream you know is another term people use um realization and and maybe it's a it would be a good time to move into the guided meditation part as we kind of feel into that because the the discussion of it is important but only in to set us up to actually feel it for ourselves and that doesn't come through thoughts and it doesn't come through discussion and it doesn't come through figuring anything out. It really comes from connecting to that that is already there. And so no matter what we've said, it's dancing around what we're actually talking about. And and once you talk about it, it's not completely correct. It will be correct for you when you experience it. So you can't tell your grumpy old grandfather what he ought to do or how he ought to think or you know that he, be, that he should be free and at ease. But if grandpa is you know, open to it, then grandpa and all of us can stop for a minute, stop talking, stop thinking. We're going to use the breath as a doorway into deeper awareness. And so because the breath is right there for us and we've been breathing for the last, well, your whole life and now we're stopping and we're just going to be take that the simplest thing to be aware of <laughs> the very simplest thing and so there we go 
and the air is moving in our body. At the present moment, it's just, you can't deny it. It's not going to change. Well, the breath will change some, but you know, you're breathing. And so just like your thoughts, just like your emotions, just like your day, maybe you have a long breath. You take a long breath in. And you know that you took a long breath. Maybe you take a short breath. Okay, and now you know you took a short breath. So there's awareness of that. And some people have very subtle breaths. And sometimes after you've been meditating for a few minutes, the breath becomes very subtle. Because, you know, your body's not moving, you don't need to move as much air, and your body is just going to breathe slightly. So, so, you know, you could spend hours just being aware of the breath. And at the same time, you might be aware, once you've done this settling, there's an already an ease. you can stay with that by concentrating on the breath you could count your breaths until the thought comes up until the daydreams start until you get, say, lost in thought. And then you notice, I'm lost in thought. So now you're aware that you're lost in thought. You go back to your breath. Maybe you're, you know, hard on yourself for being lost in thought. Okay, you're aware now that you're being hard on yourself. But now this experience of awareness, the you might get a sense there's a freedom right now, a freedom from being affected by anything. So back to your breath. Just being with the breath. 
being with the thoughts. And now sometimes emotions, memories come up. See if you can just be with them. Sometimes it might be better to keep your eyes open, you know, and stay grounded. Some people meditate like that. Closing your eyes seems too unsafe, but even with your eyes open, present, aware, you can also, you know, feel into your body. wiggle your toes and feel your feet and legs and arms and hands and torso in your chair present and just enjoy a glimpse of just presence And this is called practice. So we're practicing presence in this ideal situation. You're being guided. You're comfortable, you're in your room. The conditions here are kind of stable. So get to know it, get to know this place of presence, of awareness, and see if awareness of awareness takes you deeper. You're aware of your breathing. You're aware of your breathing and being aware that you're aware of your breathing. being aware that you're aware that you're aware. You know, your mind can play tricks on you there until you're just present with a mindful, loving awareness. And so breaths come and go, thoughts come and go. And all of these things are transformed into just present events happening. And something about you is just there to absorb it. It's not reactive. 
you're reacting, be aware that you're reacting, and then you're back in presence, back and just being in a place of freedom that no matter what's happening, there's part of you that just can sit back and see if that doesn't feel like a, if freedom doesn't have a joy associated with it, that, that, that doing this for yourself doesn't have a sense of love, right? Loving yourself giving yourself a gift of the relief and it's not just about you here it's about people the people around you you know that love is is kind of a connector so just like you can kind of accept yourself and all of your stories and you can accept other people and their stories and they feel it from you. And so no longer is the defensiveness happening and the game face and just you're authentically present. People will sense that. passion for them and for their stories and their situation. And people respond differently. Interactions are different. You don't have to argue and fight over whether your story is right or their story is right or their belief is right or your belief is right. What about feeling into something that's actually true for yourself that isn't based on history and thoughts, it's based in your experience with what is. And just feel it in your body, in your chest. Or maybe lower in your stomach. Where do you feel that? If you don't feel it, that's okay too. Just go back to your breath. And just start back there. And you may have to just work with awareness of the breath for a while.
And if you feel like you want to stop, feel fear, feel resistance. Just see if that can open up. Too many thoughts, you can't do this. You know, you're already aware that you don't, that you have too many thoughts. And now you know that you're aware. That's different. If you say, I can't meditate because I have too many thoughts. What part of you is saying that? That's your awareness. That's your deeper knowing. So connect to that. And then the too many thoughts just kind of start to turn into presence, like breaths. You just let them come and go. And then experience what that means for how you are in the world. And so when you're doing this in your room and with this practice, right? And when you move out in the world, you can remember who you are. And if you forget, it's of course, be compassionate with yourself. Now you remember again. That's the journey. That's the path. That's the opportunity here. And so just keep working with it. And so we'll stop now with a couple of breaths. And um, you can open your eyes and stretch and put your hands back on the steering wheel. <laughs> <laughs> See, we end with a laugh as we enjoy awareness, right? Well, I really think that there's a lot of different ways to learn this. And I think that it's always nice to have a lightness to it all as well. Right. I mean, on one hand, it's so serious and, and life-changing. But on the other hand, you have a choice on whether you want to make that a painful process or you want to make it 
a letting go, easy, breezy, laughing way. That's how I want to go through life. Yeah, I try exactly. to. I want to. It'd be a little bit of both. And yeah. I wanted just to emphasize the lightness tonight and the freedom and the and the opportunities for that. So that we're not always focused on pain and suffering. <laughs> right. And it's a reminder. It's a reminder that you don't have to suffer. It's you your don't. choice. There yeah. is the, there is a way to transform all of that. And so that's why we're doing this. And that's why I'm looking for ways to express this to people. And it's not easy <laughs> to talk right. about this. Yeah. Um, it's It's not easy for people to get it. And, um, you know, so many times it's been through some, whether it's a, a tradition of a particular religion or a particular culture, it's all fine, you know, but there's also a lot of us that, that don't have that. So how do we talk about it as kind of average Americans and be able to incorporate this into our life so that life is, does have a sense of ease to it and given all of the challenges that we have and the lack of education we get about this, this is our contribution to that. And so I hope that it's helpful for people. And that's my wish and hope for everyone to be able to live with a sense of ease. I know that too many people don't have that. And I wish that they would make everyone's life a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm grateful for your wisdom and uh, these conversations. And if you're listening and you want to reach out, we always mention this exploring awareness at gmail.com is our email address. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and on clubhouse. We got a group going there. Don't oh we? yeah. We got a clubhouse. I, I love that. I love yeah. that. So many interesting conversations on there. Yeah. I hope to see you guys there. Join our clubhouse exploring awareness club when you get on it. Right. And thank you for listening. We really, really appreciate it. Wish everyone a lighthearted week of ease and joy. This podcast is not an attempt to practice medicine or provide specific medical advice, nor does use of this information establish a physician-patient relationship. Listening to this podcast does not replace medical consultation with a qualified health or medical professional to meet the health and medical needs of you or others. If you are having problems, please see your primary care provider or your local mental health professional.